In this episode of Happy Client Show, Ben and I are going to be talking about how you can effectively gather information from your clients during the onboarding process. Perhaps the most important aspect of your client servicing is getting them up and running efficiently, doing it fast, and having a process behind it. So let's begin. Guys, welcome back to the Happy Client Show, where our goal is to make sure that you have happy clients. Because as they say, happy wife, happy happy client, happy agency. That's it. Got it. So today we're talking all about gathering information correctly and in a way that sets a relationship up for long-term success in the onboarding process. Besides sales, onboarding is one of the most important foundational settings for a relationship and it's also one of the most important times i'd say you know sales and onboarding that's going to be a tough one to determine who's more important because they're mutually important but onboarding is where things go wrong so fast so we really want to dive into how to do this and the best practices yeah and the mindset that we want to have here ben is that these first you know 30 60 90 yeah. days are mission critical what we've done is we've gotten people amped up through the sales process. We've gathered information from them there. So we've got a good feel for who we're working with. We know what they want to do. We've got shared expectations around the numbers that are going to define success. Now we need to start delivering. Now we need to make sure that we show up with a plan because this is almost like a next stage of the interview process where the team that we're working with is going to be looking at us as the agency to figure out do these guys really know what they're doing? Yeah. Do I feel safe in their hands? You know, when you get on a plane and you take off, you do so with a level of expectation that the, the pilot knows what they're doing. And if they've done trainings, they've done this time and time again, and they're going to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. Yeah. Well, you're, the situation you have with your clients is the exact same thing. They're coming on board your plane. They're hoping that you've got the charts, you've got the training, you've got the clearances, you're ready to take off and get them from where they are to the goals that they set, yeah. mutually the numbers you said to where you want to go. So the whole process here at onboarding is to make sure that we maximize the momentum that we've gained through the sales process. And the important thing to do there is to make sure that we've got key meetings set up with key stakeholders yeah. in a sequence, in a rapid fire sequence, so that we're gathering the right information from the right people at the right time. So there's two ways we want to tackle this, Ben. We want to talk about running a good discovery meeting, getting people around the table, whether that's on Skype or it's on GoToMeeting or something like that, or if it's in person, how do we do that well and create a creative environment there? And then two, what are some things that we can do to automate this process and make sure if we're sending out forms, templated emails, getting things in our CRM to really streamline things, um, what are some tips there? So why don't you kick us off by talking about running a successful discovery meeting getting people around the table and getting those creative thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, setting up the discovery meeting, you need to make sure that all of the key players from various departments are there uh, for the branding process and inbound marketing processes and the success of that work. You need to have all of the key players, not just the president, not just the CMO. Uh, if it's an engineering manufacturing company, head of manufacturing, head of engineering, head of client success, head of fulfillment, head of marketing, president, secretary, you need to get all the key heads there. Maybe there's a, uh, an employee who's been there for 40 years, get them in there too. You need to have some key people so that you can gather diverse perspectives. And a lot of times presidents and CMOs might push back at this, 
but you really should push for those various heads to really get to the essence of the organization. That's number one. Number two is you want to come in there with a pre-thought-out process. If you're just coming in there and winging it, you're going to forget about questions that you should ask, and you're going to look really unprofessional. And again, it goes back to that airline analogy. You know, There's nothing more sensitive than the first couple meetings where you can either create faith or create doubt. So you really want to come in there prepared. And third is think about the time of day that you're having this meeting. Some of the greatest meetings we've ever had, we said before, hey, does your team eat at this time? And they've said no. We said, we're going to cater lunch because hungry people just want to get out of there. Hungry people don't want to say anything, but (laughs) full bellies create good words and good processes. So be sure to do those those building block things for a successful kickoff. Amen. I love that, Ben. Because again, we're trying to just create an atmosphere of open collaboration. We want an honest atmosphere, a comfortable atmosphere, because we're starting our relationship right here. So what we want to do is do all that we can to foster that warm and welcoming place so that everyone around the table feels comfortable. And we gather those people from multiple departments around that table for two reasons. Number one, we want to defeat groupthink. We don't just yeah. want a marketer's perspective or a salesperson's perspective or the president's perspective. We want to grab a full picture of what's the perspective of this business across the entire company and tap into those people that know that brand story really well or know the target persona really well. Yeah. So that's reason number one. Reason number two is we want to build advocates outside yeah. of the marketing department and the C-suite. We want to build uh, relationships with people so that when we kind of take it to the next level, more of the ongoing work that you do, you've got those contacts there, you know who to call, and they know your name, you know, you know about their kids, and you know about their day-to-day life in the business, and so you're building relationships here with these people, creating um, kind of a reputation within the organization that you are there to help, here's how you help them do their job better, you're asking them good questions, and just you know being a good person right there. Um, another couple things you can think about when you're running these discovery meetings, ask permission to be the facilitator. Ask the president who's in the room, Mr. President, do I have your permission to run this meeting? Because just think about that. If they're the leader of the organization, they come into a meeting, they're used to being the heavy-handed person that's going to guide that thing. But if you're trying to create an open and creative and collaborative environment, the president might, might smother that. Some yeah. personalities might come in and just share their perspective on things, and that's all. Um, so that it's really important that we kind of put, not put them in their place, but set the expectation again yeah. with them that they need to know their place in this meeting, because if yeah. we're going to get the best result out of this, we need to you know make sure that everyone has their voice heard. Yeah, it's a dynamic shift and they, they don't mean to do it. It's like you're saying they're used to it. They feel like it, the expectation is on them to do so. So it's just a, it's a little bit of a dynamic shift where you're like, Hey, can I, can I take control here? And it's important to do that in front of the rest of the people in the room. I would probably bring it up before you do something like that. So it's not like a what, but, uh, you know, it's <laughs> like, Hey, you know, do you mind if I say this? And you know, that way I can be the bad guy. That's how I like to frame it. Let me be the bad guy. Let me be the one to say, ah, uh-uh, that's good. Um, so it's, it's a very important thing and it. You got to shift that dynamic a little bit. And you know, what's also really important here is, you know, really ask good questions and gather good information on them on the or- onboarding because I doubt you'll ever have this many people in a room again unless you do something drastically wrong. So really take that time. It's like a wedding. All those people are going to be there and make the most of the opportunity and don't fault on uh, gathering the right information from those various talking heads because 
you're only going to have this chance to do it. Amen. Those are all great things, just kind of like interpersonal skills, how to facilitate things, a couple tactical elements that you can add to your new client onboarding process. Is number one, record absolutely everything. If you're doing an in-person meeting, just get your call recorder set up on your iPhone and set that down in the middle of the room so that you've got the audio recording there. If you've got a video crew or if you've got cameras, set up those cameras to grab some video there. Those are great assets to come back to as you're building your plan, as you're building your brand, or you're building the website, whatever it is. You want to go back to those conversations so that information isn't lost. We don't just want to rely on a note-taking ability to grab any information. Um, and the second thing is figure out different ways that you can automate some of this information gathering. As soon as the client signs the contract, they want to get started right away. They're kind of red hot in that moment. So that's a great opportunity to have a templated kickoff email all ready to go. And inside that templated kickoff meeting, you lay the groundwork for what the meeting schedule is going to be. You send them homework. Maybe it's a link to your Calendly calendar so that they can schedule that first kickoff meeting. Or you include links there to gather information from them, like a marketing inventory form. It's just a form that lives on your website that allows them to send in information so that you know, they, you know what are all of their social media channels that they have claimed right now. What are the, you know, the key for the key uh, documents that they have available right now, the past sales presentations or magazine articles that they've written, things like that. Just gathering information from them. You do that for a couple of reasons. Number one, you want the information. That's important. But number two, you want to continue the momentum and let the client know that, hey, we're moving forward now. Yeah. I see these guys have a plan and I'm moving forward and I'm excited to be here right now. So it's a small thing, but it's really, really important. We want to make sure that we're tapping into that momentum, keeping that momentum moving forward so that we set up the next phase of the process really, really well. So think about with your team, what are the pieces of information that we need so that in six months, nine months, 12 months, when we present our results to our clients, we don't need to say, oh, I wish we set X up at the beginning. Whatever it is, brainstorm out the entire process for kind of a hypothetical client and identify those pieces of information that you need early on. You know, maybe you want to get your lead nurturing set up on day one. Maybe you want to get certain ebooks on the website right away so you're capturing leads. Think about those things while it's just a hypothetical client before it's an actual client and get that process lined up. Yeah. And then life is going to be so much easier when you're gathering information through the onboarding process when you just walk through it like that first. Amen. Amen. So if you want to grab an interactive note-taking guide from this episode, head over to doinbound.com slash learning. On the Learning Center, you can find the Happy Client Show, drill down to this episode, and get all the information in the show notes right there. You can also head over to Facebook and like our page there, and you can grab all these videos right when they come out. Check us out on YouTube as well. You can subscribe to Happy Client Show uh, right there on YouTube. Um, we got all kinds of other videos up there on the YouTube channel as well. You know, tap into the Inbound Agency Journey or the Inbound Sales Show, whatever it is, Agency Toolbox. It's all right there on our YouTube channel. So head over there and make sure you subscribe. You can grab these things as soon as they come out. Then, any parting words of wisdom on how to gather information during the onboarding process? Come prepared. That's the biggest thing. Be proactive, not reactive. Come with a plan. Come with a uh, environment that you want to create. And don't waste your time and don't waste your client's time. This is the single most pivotal point in the beginning of the project relationship. So you really, really need to take every measure you can to make sure you get it right. So take this seriously and be prepared. Well said, man. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in and have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you in the next episode.